0: cadets and captains, to a yet another episode of M-Class Podcasts, the greatest Star Trek podcast on the internet of all time, ever. Holy shit, that's the best intro we've ever done, we better shut it down right now. That's what Walter Koenig said, that's a quote directly from him. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. Don't About Google, our show? I mean, don't Google it or anything. But he did say it. He was 100%. He doesn't want to embarrass us. He loves this show. Uh, We're your hosts. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And (laughs) you were very unsure about that. (laughs) I'm a little unsure of where I am at the moment. That's all right. I guess, uh, disclaimer right up front, I got four hours sleep. I got like two. Yeah, Josh got two hours sleep, so this is going to be a very special episode. Super special, very special. (laughs) Uh, M Class Podcast is a Star Trek episode book club where we sit down with an episode every two weeks that's suggested to us by our fans and patrons, and we pick it apart like just two big internet assholes. We're usually pretty nice. We usually like the episodes. We love Star Trek. We're not. We're not like the people who hate Star Trek and review it. No, we do. We make fun, but I mean, we do make fun of it when it's applicable. Because I mean, come on, that's something Two about. Vicks. That's something about. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, that's something about Star Trek <laughs> that is overlooked very often is that it is purposefully a very funny TV show. Like all the people want yeah. to have great comedic timing. Yeah, it's it's just a great show all around. I got no complaints except for all of Voyager. <laughs> got no complaints except the new stuff, some, most of Voyager. Oh, the new stuff. Yeah, that's all terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm, some new listeners are like, well, I'm going to go ahead and close this. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, you're fine. wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about the Next Generation Season 5, Episode 26, the finale episode, Time's Arrow, Part 1. They can't all be. They can't all be the Borg episode at the end of the season. <laughs> no. Sometimes they're the episode where the big cliffhanger is. Oh no! Mark Twain heard us talk about spaceships. That's like the second big cliffhanger. <laughs> the, the first one is they went through a light portal. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! What's gonna happen to Captain Picard in this light portal? Uh, this is uh, part. This is part whatever Four. Five? Four. I think, of the uh, Pizza Man Western Collection, even though... Oh, this uh, is part of the Western Collection, Um, I forgot. Even though this is definitely not the Wild West times happening in this episode. It's 1883, I guess it sort of is, but like San Francisco's not the Wild West, it's like San Francisco, right? Like, Um, it's like a city. Yeah, I mean, like, it was the Wild West earlier... Because you know gold like, rush and, before the gold rush yeah yeah now it's now it's not really um the, but it's i th- it still counts yeah sure fuck it everything can be the wild west if you think about it hard enough um, yeah America is the wild west <laughs> I mean it fucking feels like it right? does not it, it feels yeah like it. <laughs> yeah um this episode was uh written by uh Joe Minoski who we've talked about a few times, he was uh, a co-producer on TNG and a co-executive producer on Voyager, and he has a wildly varying level of quality amongst his shows that he's written. What are some of the good ones? Uh, Darmok. Oh, that's that's the the best one. uh, Some of the bad ones uh, is Masks. He wrote Masks. Oh, that's right. We always talk about this. I always forget. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe that the man who wrote Darmok is also the man who wrote Masks. Look, I'm going to go to bat for Masks here. Are you? <laughs> and I'm going to say, next Halloween collection, we're doing Masks. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to avoid that episode. <laughs> It'll be the so Masks the collection. <laughs> Ugh. I know. I it's will... really bad. It's It's bad. <laughs> I will say that he wrote Darmok alongside Philip Lazebnik. Philip Lazebnik. That's a name. So maybe Philip Lazebnik is a good writer. That might that might be some of it. Although he was the executive story editor for fucking all of season four of TNG, so I don't know. I well, don't know. Y- y- you know. <laughs> You do one good thing, and it takes you pretty far sometimes. Uh, Speaking of... You live long enough to write masks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of wildly varying levels of quality, this episode was directed by Les Landau, who uh, you might know as the assistant director on Encounter at Farpoint. uh... I do know him from that. He the he was a, he did first assistant director on all these great episodes. Um, he did he, he was the director of Sarek, which is a really great episode, Ensign Roe oh, yeah. Unification Part One, Chain of Command Part two. Great. Uh however, he was also the director of Code of Honor. So uh oh, I guess well, you work with what you're given as the director. <laughs> he didn't write it, no, so he we'll give him a pass. He did not. He he had to. He they brought him one after the first director quit as well. So the first director probably read the script and was like, "Fuck I this! Cannot be attached to this episode. <laughs> this is super not okay." <laughs> uh, so they're just literally like race racist stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, get it? You, <laughs> I'm out. Do you get the metaphor that we're going for? Do you get the metaphor of the racism? It's actual racism. <laughs> The uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but the writer was just writing their fetish. They were probably like, "What do you mean yeah. racism? This is hot as fuck." What are you talking about? Oh, it's that woman, right? Yeah. Is that that woman who who likes the 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 kidnapping, like the Harlequin, yeah. shitty romance novels. Absolutely. Shit? Like, there's like I've mentioned this ages ago, so people might not remember, but there's a Stargate SG one episode that is literally Code of Honor, but with Mongols instead of Africans. Oh, they're Mongol. Oh, it's, oh it is. A, it is the exact same episode, and it's written by the same. She likes. Way. <laughs> <laughs> she's like they don't this like my episode of Star hub. Trek. Fuck! I know where I can go. <laughs> I'll go. To, I'll go to Stargate. What are they doing? <laughs> I like Stargate SG One. Actually, I've never watched it. Uh, eh, It's alright I watched Stargate Universe (laughs) Why? Because it was on (laughs) I don't remember that show at all They were like on a ship And the ship had like Different sections of it Had Stargates, different Stargates And they had to like It's kind of a cool idea They they had to like unlock the ship It was like this huge fucking ship So they would like try to like unlock parts of it And see where like the Stargates would take them it wasn't done very well, that's, but it, I somehow was Figure that. Um, I watched a couple, <laughs> like I watch Comet all the time, like the sci-fi B movie network that I get on yeah. my uh, rabbit ears, like because I'm a grandpa. huh. And uh, they play a ton of Stargate SG One. It became like the most popular show on the network, so they started playing the spinoffs. And they're still playing Stargate Atlantis. I've seen like a Atlantis, few episodes of Atlantis, I couldn't think of it. It's, uh... That's, yeah. It's okay. It's got Aquaman in it. Jason Momoa, he's in it. Oh, that's right! Holy shit! He's like um, the, the... What's his name? Tilk? Tilk or whatever? Yeah, he's, he's Worf. Literally, yeah. even the main character keeps calling him Worf. That's funny, actually. And that's really <laughs> clever. The main character is literally O'Neill from the movie in SG-1 but like with black hair. Yeah, he's younger. He's a little younger. Yeah. Um they started playing Stargate Universe and they literally played it for 2 weeks and apparently nobody I, watched it so they stopped playing. it. Uh, I think that's how long it was on. I think it was oh, like 2 that might weeks. That be true. Anyway, <laughs> it was this, like 2 seasons. This is not a Stargate SG-1 podcast. Um, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe that'll be like an extra thing we do one day. We'll watch an episode or the movie or something. Um, oh, the movie's great. I love the movie. The uh. movie's it's a Roland Emmerich movie, and it's it's the Roland Emmerich uh, inverse curve of goodness. It start his movies start out better than they end. Up. Oh yeah, he got worse and worse and worse. Oh as I went yeah, twenty twelve was the uh, one that like it really like when you started being like, okay, this is like a shit show. Yeah, Mike's brother in law, Mike's Mike Sador's brother in law installed a sex swing in his uh, um, penthouse in New York. Oh, man, Roland Emmerich strikes That's a fun me as fact. the guy who was like, Yeah, I'm going to have so much sex on this. Like the whole time he was installing it. I, I mean, probably watched you. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, yeah, screw that bolt. <laughs> Load bearing, yeah. Yo, you want to try the sex swing with me real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him if he tried it with them. He might have. I mean, why not? You're already there. It's your, yeah, it's your handiwork. You want to test it, right? <laughs> Quality test, control. Let's test it out real quick. Let's test that ass. Um, <laughs> Fuck it. So this, uh, this episode starts with Picard and Data are called... Uh, well, the Enterprise is called the San Francisco, but Picard and Data specifically to a dig site where... Uh, yeah, underneath... Someplace in San Fran, uh, they they're finding artifacts dating back to like the 19th century, and uh, this whole scene is very funny to me because uh, it is structured like a television show, not like yeah. not like someone bringing people up to speed on a situation. Right. The first thing you should have said is, "I have your fucking head here." Right. It's. Yeah, that would be, like, the important information that you would call the Enterprise back yes. to Earth. <laughs> like, like you can't just be... its like, Yeah, like you said, like a TV show where someone calls and they're like, get over here right away. It's like, so, why? So like why am I like coming over? They don't know why they're there, which is funny that you would do that to the flagship of yeah. Starfleet, but they he just shows him a bunch of fucking, like, junk they found. Like, here's some bifocals, here's a gun, like... Yeah, just gold watch, Shit. and they're like, "Okay, why the fuck are we here?" <laughs> and then they're like, they have like, a, like a red. They like put like a red drape up. They don't do this in the show, but they they like basically like drape a, a, a tarp over the head and like un, <laughs> unveil the head. And you're like, Jesus, the, the fuck? They're like, "Yeah, we found uh like." Energy in this cave that can't have Triolic come from art. waves. Oh, ah, good memory. And it's in the game. So there's a there's a quest you do in the game where you do this and you go back to um, the original Enterprise and you talk to Bones and you help him cure everybody. Oh yeah, that's cool. It's pretty fun. I want to hang out with Bones. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> hear about how his wife took everything? But <laughs> she his took bones. <laughs> They're like, yeah, there's this radiation and stuff, and they're like, oh, cool. S- still, why are we here? What does this have to do with, like, yeah. there are experts on this. We're like a diplomacy ship. Scientific yeah, we're vessel. Not, yeah, I'm, I, I guess maybe it's weird. I mean, obviously, it, you know why, but, like, I guess also because Picard is, like, archaeology boy. That's true. Right? I'm just trying to, like, but, I mean, you still need to tell them that yeah. they found your robot guy's head. And the, the guy's like... <laughs> hey, we found your head. <laughs> the guy who's briefing them is like, and now the script says I can show you this! <laughs> and he flips the tarp up, and they're all... Yeah. They see the Data's severed head. And even Data is like, whoa? Yeah, I love this, because it's like... It's like Futurama ripped this off, and I love that whole episode. It's this... I love this idea that, like... He's an android, so like, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but like, I mean, when we watch part two, we'll we'll talk. Some people may have watched part, may have not watched part two. Yeah, well, I won't (laughs) say it, but uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's just it's super fun. Uh, I love the ultimate mystery. Like, yeah, the whole paradox of it is fun. Um, there's a great moment later where Worf points out the fact that uh, if, the, if they go back in time to rescue Data, they might have also died in that cave with him. At, but yeah, all no of would their know. bones would just be dust by now, so no one would know. No one would know, yeah. So it's like, well, hope we didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Data's head literally just has like some dirt on it and shit, but like, their bones it's, would be yeah. like, ash at this point. Yeah, it would be it would suck for them, but I mean, it would suck anyway. It kind of sucks anyway. With the, immediately, they're like, yeah. "What?" Every- so like, they're they're bunch of geniuses. They're like, "What do, do they go? Do they go immediately to Denovia? De- Denovia? No, <laughs> De- no, not yet." There's like a scene where they're examining Data's head, and Data's very well. He's Data about it. He has no emotions about it. He's like, "Yeah, the decomposition on the head is like what a." And Riker is like completely fucking like chafing about this. He's like, Data, yeah. how can you just like not feel anything examining your own severed head? I mean, it's a mind fuck, right? Like- yeah. As much as, like, they do crazy shit on this show, and, like, you think the character is like, oh, it's all just, like, wake up 9 to 5, do space shit, right? Like yeah, not when you, you find, find like, your own head. <laughs> yeah, you find your friend's head in the cave back in time. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, For the Data, fuck it's gonna- whatever, right? He's like, yeah. He yeah care. It's my head. I mean, whatever. Um, they rule out <laughs> that it could be Lore right out the gate, because Lore has a type L phase discriminating amplifier, while Data has a type R. Of course we all knew that. Yes, anyone who has extensively studied data schematics, as we all have, would understand this. Mm, actually, B4 also has a type L. It's coming. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's like, what about B4? Yeah, well, what the fuck about him? How about Well, they that? find his head on a different planet. Yeah. his head can't be here because it's there already. It's, it's on the dune buggy planet. I like how B four thanks to. Uh, I guess I can't get into that. That's spoilers. Okay. Um, anyway. Shit. I want to know. Uh, try to remember to ask me when we go on break, and I'll tell you. Um, okay. I for- I'm gonna forget. I will too. Is the thing. <laughs> Data figure like estimates his head's been like in the cave for like 500 years. Like, and so, he calls yeah, his head so- an artifact. He says the artifact, which is great, because it's on his head. His head's on his head. And Riker's like, "Your head's not an artifact, Data." <laughs> and Data's just like, "Eh." In relative terms, you're right. Anyway, the way sh- the way shit's gonna go down is, I'm gonna get transported back in time at some point, and I'll die there. Yeah, that's gonna be it. It's it's like. Freaking awesome and terrible! Like if it were any one of us, it'd be horrifying. Oh yeah, we would we would lo- we would melt our brains. Like our brains would melt. But we'd data- have a fucking psychotic breakdown. Data's just like, well, it's it's already happened. You can't undo what's already happened. So. He's right. Even though they do that all the time. Um, yeah, but this time you can't. <laughs> this time you can't because the script requires it. Really, like the way time works as we understand it. He's 100% right. It's not like Back to the Future time where you can just keep hiding behind uh, prom (laughs) equipment and no one will ever know. (laughs) That's the best part of that one. Everything up before that is like questionably okay as a movie right like the whole future yeah. part you're like whatever like flying cars and whatever jaws 19 i get it but then the whole <laughs> yeah. part with him running around himself is like the best part of that movie i remember watching that in the theater and being like holy i was so afraid i was like oh my god yeah if he he's going himself, to get seen it's gonna fucking undo reality yeah it's gonna like quantum singularity <laughs> just hide behind the prom equipment no one will ever know <laughs> Go up on the on the walkway on on the stage. That'll no one will see up there. <laughs> uh, Jordy is the one because he's the he's the most genius of all the geniuses. I think. Uh, he mm-hmm. he figures out through uh, fossilized cell membranes that uh, there there is a. Uh, Life form inside the fossils that can yeah. only exist on Davidia 2 in the Marab sector. Yeah, so, like, what do they do? They're like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Picard like, immediately, there's not even a beat. Picard turns the, to Riker and says, laying a course to Davidia 2. It's like how, but this is how you start the chain reaction. It's a butterfly effect, dude. like you yeah, just, nobody even thinks about it. They're just like, yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> I guess, I guess, like the thinking is like it's over there. It's not on Earth. Like, I guess they're thinking you need to be, which is like crazy because like that's not how it would work at all because we're all moving all the time. Oh yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not sitting in the same place I was sitting one second ago right no you have moved through space and time yeah so how do so how do you pinpoint like when and where to go uh, that nerd shit doesn't matter <laughs> uh, but, I, but i but i mean i guess they're thinking like they're not in san francisco so we're not going to travel in time right now i guess i, I think it's like a predestination paradox right where like you think you're doing things to stop but you're doing event. it to do it, yeah. Yeah, if you hadn't have made these decisions, it wouldn't have happened. But you it's, don't know that. You think you're going against it. It's Terminator. It's a fucking it's Terminator. A predestination paradox. Um, yep. Data and Jordy go to Ten Four to get fucking wasted because they just saw their, <laughs> his head, <laughs> and uh, they're gonna get synthed up. And Jordy is like really freaked out, right? And uh, he's like, I can't like. I don't know how you're taking this so well, and uh, Data does, like, probably the most Data thing, one of the most Data things of all time, and he explains why finding his own severed head is comforting. Yeah, because he's, he's like, gonna die. But before, he was like, I'm never gonna die. (laughs) Like, I'll just never die. He's like, "Yeah, I was going to outlive everyone that I'm friends with." And Jordy's like, "Oh, that's rough. Like you you'd out you'd outlive, you know, all your friends, all the people you care about." Yeah. And Data very like succinctly, like very bluntly just says, "I would make new friends." He's like, "I assumed I'd make new friends." Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then he's I assumed like, i would assume as make well. new friends after that. Yeah. But he <laughs> he he feels like having a set death that he knows is going to happen brings him in line with being more human because all humans know they're going to die someday. I'm not. (laughs) Josh isn't, but the rest of us are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, speak for yourself. Uh, The rest of us are also (laughs) going to die violently. I'm sorry to tell you all this. It is is stinky, but we all got to deal with it, I guess. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Don't think about that too long. Let's move on. Let's move on. (laughs) Picard orders uh, bridge officers to their stations because they're heading into the the Davidia system. And uh, Guinan asks Geordi, like, oh, you know, that was a rough conversation. It seemed like, what were you talking about? And she's like, he's like, oh, we found Data's head. Anyway, bye. Yeah, he just tells her, which is like crazy, right? Because it's like... Is that not like privileged information? Like classified or something like uh, that would be like super fucking classified right like yeah. imagine they find like i don't know imagine they find like a fucking spaceship or something underground in san francisco and it's like two million years yeah, old just tell your bartender yeah <laughs> just, yeah who wants to know about it uh Guinan, uh completely starts ignoring Jordy as he's he's talking to her but she's not responding he gets up and says i i should head to engineering and leaves and she's not responded this whole time. And the camera's just <laughs> zooming in on her face. And she's just looking like, oh, it's, it's happening. She's, right? she's just full circle. That's what it is, yeah. I'm just wondering, like, how rude is Jordy usually? Because <laughs> he, he did was not paying any fucking attention to her, and he just dips without her saying anything Can- to him. <laughs> he just he wants out he wants out of this awkward he's like i shouldn't have told her i gotta go bye. <laughs> please don't tell the captain bye don't tell the captain <laughs> um there's yeah. a great scene uh where troy and Riker are walking uh down a corridor and uh troy is like yeah the situation with data is rough right and he's like yeah he's all yeah he's like really pissed he's like not taking it well and she's like, "You seem very angry." And He's like, "I'm not angry. Who's angry? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you!" And then he kind of like pauses, and he's, he's he realizes he's being angry, which is another one of those things I'd like to chalk up to people who say Riker's yeah. like an asshole. Like, what the fuck show are you watching? He instantly realizes he's yeah. being angry and difficult. Yeah, he knows, and he, he's okay with it. He's like, because it's healthy. It's healthy to be angry. Yeah. He's like, but but why should I be angry? And Troy likens it to like someone you love having a terminal disease, and you don't know how to deal with it. Especially if it's data, because in their minds, data was going to live forever because he's an android. It's like Superman dying. Yeah, it's like like if Superman can die, like what what hope is there for anybody, (laughs) right? Like, Uh, fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to plug. Fucking corporations work, I guess. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> it, the greatest, one of the greatest Superman stories ever made is him dying. Like he sa- he has to s- fly through the sun to save uh, the Earth, not, yeah. and he gets like he's like powered by the sun, but like he gets like an overdose of that energy, and he has basically like solar cancer. Sweet. And he's gonna die in, like, a certain amount of time that he knows. And he it's like the whole story is what he does with those last few weeks of his life. That's awesome. And it's like, it's called All-Star Superman. It's by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. And it's fucking amazing. I highly recommend it. One of my favorite stories ever, let alone comic books. That's cool. Um, But then he comes back because he's Jesus. Uh, No, he dies. Um but he comes back. Spoiler alert, he he fucking does die in that. Um But he comes back, well, right, Jeff? Sure, he comes back, Josh. Don't worry. Superman <laughs> comes back. It's okay. Okay, okay. I don't want to give you nightmares Next thing you're gonna tell me there's no Santa Claus. I, mean, uh, what the fuck I would are you fucking doing never tell you that. Well, I would never say that to you. <laughs> I, wait, wait! you would never tell me that, or you would never say that to me? Which one is it? I would never believe it. I would never believe it myself oh, oh. to be able to tell you that. Santa Claus is real, and well, that, he's, yeah. he's not dead. Santa Claus has not well, flown yeah, through good, a sun. That's... So he's fine. <laughs> as far as we know. As far as we know. Um, But Troy and Riker are having this conversation about Data dying, and the turbo lift doors open, and Data's just standing there, and they just fucking awkwardly stop talking. Yeah, it's the most awkward shit, right? And you're like, oh, God. Like, he doesn't care. Like, does yeah. Data care? They, they get in the elevator and just stand there while Data just kind of, like, looks back and forth between them awkwardly. I mean, uh, before this, though, Troy says the thing about data, like what it's like for him to have friends and how his pathways get accustomed oh, yeah. to the signal. And it's like a really, really beautiful, like poetic dataism. It's really whoever wrote that is really clever. It's really smart. Uh, Joe Minoski wrote that, I think. Um, Thanks, Joe. It is. It's like the perfect summation of what data would think friendship is. And right. I love it. And uh, I did skip over it like an idiot, so thanks for pointing it out. Well, that's why I'm here, because I'm also an idiot. Two <laughs> idiots make a great show. Apparently. Uh, but Data's like, why Why does everyone keep ceasing their conversations when they see me? And Troy and Riker kind of look at each other, and Riker's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And Troy's like, yeah, you're right. It's not a very nice thing to do, and that's Riker harkens back to that. He says, you know, it's just that our mental, mental pathways have become accustomed to your sensory input pattern. And Data sort of yeah, like tilts his yeah. head. He says, I am also fond of you, Commander. And it's you, great. Tumbler. It's such a great. It's really good. That alone makes this episode really great. Absolutely. The whole crux of the episode isn't so much like Data finds his head and has to like solve the mystery. It's the enterprise has to deal with death as a concept that they, in a way they've never right. had to deal with it before, which is great. Yeah. It's a really clever. Yeah. It's a really clever at the end of the season too. Cause like you don't know, right? Like maybe data's dead. <laughs> maybe Brent Spiner wanted more money. So they had to write him off yeah, the show. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they Terry them, right? Who knows? People didn't know back then. They didn't know that no. nobody was, nobody knew. There was no internet. (laughs) Nobody could just go be like, did Brent Spiner sign on for season seven? You'll never know. No. Not until season seven starts. You'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's take a quick break right there. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages from hopefully our sponsor. Will Jeff and Josh return for part two? After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah! Your cat is your friend, and he depends on you to take good care of him. Purina Cat Chow. Purina Cat Chow. You can depend on Purina Cat Chow. Purina Cat Chow. cha Chow cha chow, chow, chow. He depends on me for loving care, and I depend on Purina Cat Chow to give him great taste and nutrition. Purina Cat Chow. You can depend on Purina Cat Chow. Purina Cat Chow. Chow-chow-chow. And we're back. Hopefully you bought that good or service. Oh, we made it back. I was cliffhanged. Yeah, it was the cliffhanger episode. Were we going to make it back after the break? It's funny because they don't (sighs) know that our internet connection sucks. And that was a real problem. They know. <laughs> they know because we complain about it all the time. Yeah, I don't know what the fucking problem is. I don't usually have any problems until we start recording, and then shit fucks instantly. Yeah, me neither. And I, it's dry. It drives me fucking insane. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's me. I don't. I think it. I don't know. I don't. Maybe it is. I was it's waiting. For, I was waiting for. I don't think it's me. I think it's you. I Think it's you, Jeff. <laughs> That's fine. You, you know um, what you're doing. With your gigabytes of porn, man, I wish. Um, <laughs> they uh, they enter the orbit of Davidia Two, and Picard uh, asks if there's any signs of life, and there's none on the whole planet. But That's they do, boring old rock. They do find a temporal disturbance, and uh, everybody's kind of like, "Oh shit! Oh no!" <laughs> Here we go. It's It's got the same triolic waves, as Josh pointed out, as the Earth They're location. blue. Yeah, the blue waves. They're all blue. A lot of energy. You know they're bad, because they're blue. A lot of energy in uh, Star Trek is blue. Not I'm thinking about it. Why's that? Yeah, it's easy to tilt shift things to not tilt. It's easy to like shift the color to like hyper blue <laughs> for TV because oh, it, well, it works. That like it's one of the colors, right? Makes sense. That the TV uses. As I'm thinking, as I'm thinking about like every other sci-fi show also has blue lasers and shit, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, what is it? Green, red, blue? What RGB? RGB, yeah. Red, green, blue. Uh. RGB is light. Yeah, RGB is light, so yeah, that'd be correct. Because um, you got to do <laughs> CMYK for print. Uh, so, Roy anyway... Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the signature of the triolic waves is the exact same as the cave, the, where they found Data's fucking head. <laughs> uh, yeah, Picard let's just asks, go down uh, and fucking... Let's just go yeah. mess with this. Like, what could go wrong? Oh, Data's head would be in the cave, but it'll be fine. We'll just we'll just not send Data. How about we'll just we'll yeah. be we'll be smart about it. That's that's at least a smart move. It's it's one of the only moves they make in the entire episode to stop Data's head from ending up in a cave. They decide not to except send Data. like they except they like obviously do, and the reason that they do is circumvented. The very next scene. Where they're like, well, I guess we gotta make one of these. <laughs> right? I guess like, we need data. Because he's that. got one. He has the one in his head, and that's why he goes. Yeah. But then later, Jordy's just like, I'll just make one. Yeah. Why didn't I do Bug this it. before? Who knows? Right. Uh, yeah. They don't. They don't send data, and data is like it's standard procedure to send the second officer. Uh, it's irrational to uh, not send me down. And Picard's like, I'll be irrational then. Uh, Yeah, he wants to go, but it's like data. Don't why do you want to go? It's like he wants to die. It's weird. He he does want to die in a weird way. He wants. uh, He doesn't want to die. Oh, maybe he does want to die now. Maybe life sucks. I don't know. He. I think he just Uh, wants to meet death. It's like this weird. Like he's being really kind of romantic about it at this point. In a way. In a weird way. Like I I think he just wants to wants to know right um i think really it boils down to the fact that data is mad that they aren't following standard procedure maybe it's that it's he really doesn't like that (laughs) which like how many other times have they not done that right like a million yeah but this time it matters to him very much it's personal, but yeah, they uh, they find that there's like energy being released from the temporal distortion, and uh, thankfully they have Troy there, who uses her empathic powers to find out that there's human lives, terrified human beings, in those caves somewhere. Yeah, she gets she gets to a job to do, and she's like, "There's there's ghosts in here. <laughs> <laughs> this place is spooky as fuck, commander. There's fucking fucking." Ghosts flying around in this place. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine if Troy wasn't there, though. They'd be like, "That's a pretty neat cave. I guess let's leave." <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't know, or uh, maybe they would try to investigate. But like, I guess they would sort of do the same thing with with data. Maybe I don't know. Because like, what's the? I, I guess they wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. It's tough to say. No, they'd, they'd they, they would just try reason. and study the cave the whole time. And be like, "What the fuck is yeah, up with thing? Yeah, they this probably would like we'll phase shift. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so, really, it's Troy's fault that this happened. Yeah, happens. thanks, Troy. You fucking killed Data. Way to go! I don't think Troy doesn't need any more heat from the fan base on her. To be honest, she's she got so much shit throughout the whole series. We're gonna write a uh, we're gonna write a clickbait article. Did Troy kill Data? Oh shit! We would get <gasps> so many clicks. Top five Troy fails. <laughs> Top five times Troy kill data? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> are we saying it or are we asking it? I don't know. Uh, they're going to use phase variants of a subspace force field, which are all very real things, using a phase discriminator, which is also a real yeah, thing. Phase discriminator. They. Uh, they need one but they don't have time to make one i guess so uh data has one in his head which is that's super on the nose or on the head it's, it's in his head it's very convenient and also you're right it is very much on the nose um but it's pretty clever it's it's clever enough that it's like okay i believe it i'm in i'm in i'm sold you got me you have to wonder, like, what all is inside Data's fucking body? Because, like, he just has shit in there that works out for scenes all the time. It's like Felix he has, the cat he has in his a, fucking little bag. He has an arm that opens doors. <laughs> 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 he has a phase discriminator in his head. Uh, He's got a telephone in his chest. Yeah, that's the coolest part, <laughs> I think. The old-timey telephone. <laughs> yeah, just the old-time. Time. Yeah. Uh yeah. Data travels down to the planet's surface even though somebody really should have been like, okay, we'll just make a phase discriminator. It'll take longer but Data's head won't end up in a cavern. Yeah, where we gotta go? We're not going anywhere. But okay. uh, he can transmit with his combat, badge, but people cannot transmit to him. It's only one way. Um, one way, yeah. Like a, like a shitty walkie-talkie. <laughs> It's the worst old-timey telephone. It's the worst fucking walkie-talkie that ever existed. <laughs> it only goes How come one Data way? didn't use his telephone... How come he didn't use his chest telephone to talk to them? I don't know. Here's a plot hole for you. Fucking... Top five times Data screwed up without using his telephone in his chest? mark. I can way to write a piece of shit, Joe Manoski? Why didn't he just use the <laughs> telephone? You oh. fucking idiot. You don't know shit about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Data fucking uh, phase discriminates his way into another universe, and uh, he, he starts describing the humanoid life forms he finds. He's like, they are silver gray in color with an orifice where their forehead should be. And yeah, uh, when I first like, watched this, I was like, there's no way they're going to show this gross ass fucking alien, right? But they do. Oh, they show it. They fucking show that shit. It's like a green screen suit that they paint, like, silver. They, like, yeah. make it really bright. It's like a glowing green screen suit with a butthole in the middle of his forehead. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Um. But there's also a, a grosser part coming up where they, like, put the ghosts in this, like, ghost feeder thing. <laughs> and you're like, what the f- Fuck. He's He uh, says a, uh Ophidian is held captive in a force field. And we as an audience are supposed to know that means a snake. What that is. I only know that because of uh, Ophidian the wrestler who I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I guess if you're not a dumbass like me, you would know Ophidian means snake. But I didn't. Um, I do now because of this. Because I looked it up once. I was like, what? I was like... I mean, I gathered from context clues later. You see, yeah, it, he's like, like, a, you're like oh, oh, you've okay. seen two people with a snake, yeah, yeah, uh, and he, they laugh at them. Yeah. He's like, two Davidians are approaching me with their ophidian, and now they've released it. And no, and then they go, no Shitian. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This episode was written by Joe Manosky. Um <laughs> The uh, the temporal distortion swallows him up. Num 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 num. Good Data. Yep. Bye, Data. And, um... Troy is like, Data! Data! That, so they think he's done. They think he's yeah. fucked, right? And, uh, Data wakes up in the middle of a fucking horse-drawn buggy land in, in San Francisco of <laughs> the 19th century. Yeah. We've all been there, we've, you know? We've all had those benders, am I Right. Exactly. But Data just keeps walking up to people and being like, have you seen two people with a snake? And they sort of laugh at him and they're yeah. like, ha ha ha, Frenchman, am I right? Because <laughs> he looks like, French, question <laughs> mark. He's obviously an man. Iceman. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Iceman from the mountains. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously an <laughs> Iceman, you can tell from the phone in his chest. <laughs> As all <laughs> Icemen have. The one from Top Lights Gun, have phones. In his chest. yeah. I've so seen. Uh, a guy, like a fucking drunk ass drunk, comes up and he's like, "Help a Forty Nine er in need." A fell down. That was the good. Lift. That was really good. I thought it was him. I was like, "Holy shit, he's here!" <laughs> Holy crap, that was good. And uh is like, "I don't have any money," and he's like, "Oh, here's the rolls of panhandling." <laughs> He's like, you Which gotta is, find your own It goes block. on forever. It goes on forever as well. I was like, was the episode short? Is what does this keep going for? <laughs> I guess it's so like you're like you feel sorry for this drunk old hobo because he does get killed later by a snake monster. Yeah, I guess they gotta keep him on screen so you remember him for when he dies. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess, um, I don't know The bellboy comes up and Data's like, I need some lodging And he's like, yeah, it's, it costs money And Data's like, what the fuck is money? I don't know what that is He's like, I don't even money And then he's like, you know uh, uh, This place, I run it so I can't give you a job But you know This dude sucks at fucking poker And Data's like, Poker? And it makes yeah, you, you can wonder, go into a poker game, right? How he, like, fleeces these fucking poker players makes you wonder. Is he holding back against the Enterprise crew, or are they he probably all just the just greatest counts poker players who ever lived? He probably just counts cards. Like, he's probably just counting the cards. That's true. That's he's true. cheating. He probably just cheats, right? Wow, it. what a piece of shit. He's a machine. He's a computer. Fucking lore. Um... <laughs> data goes in and uh, the guy who's supposed to be the like uh, like Navy the seaman the boatman yeah with the like the mutton chops is uh, the guy who owns the diner in Eureka I was very shocked to see him in anything else since I've never seen him in anything else. What? And he's such like a soft-spoken, sweet. He's Ducat. It's Ducat. No, isn't it? Ducat's the well-dressed guy. He's not the. Oh. oh he's oh. not the dirty fucking boat dude. The boat dude, the dirty boat. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember the Native American guy and yeah. Ducat. It's the guy who like hates data. He's like, "What do you want?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he has to join the game, and people are like, "What?" They they're like looking at him like, "What are you wearing?" Like, "What the fuck, he." Like, they, the, like one guy, I'm, the one guy, um, the one guy was on Eureka's, like, I don't like Easterners, and I was like, Jesus, yeah. but he's yeah, like, I am a French good old 19th century, <laughs> yeah. and Ducat starts speaking French, it's not Dukat, but we're just yeah, gonna call him Ducat, it is gold Ducat's actor, Mark Alimo, uh, yeah. And he starts uh, speaking French, and then you're like, Good thing Data was here, Good thing Data is a French fucking robot that knows all languages. Right. Uh, imagine if that was anyone else, and they were pretending to be a Frenchman. What the fuck would you do then? <laughs> you just, you're just like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm not French. <laughs> uh, I'm actually Easterner. I'm sorry. I'll leave. Um, yeah, I'm from I'm from China. So I'm pretty sure nobody knows Chinese. He's he's like uh, he's like uh, talking about the composite of his badge because he tries to put it up for the game. And he's, he's, like, listing out all the stuff, and the uh, boat dude is just like... Because I don't want to call him a seaman, I hate that. A seaman, a seaman. The sailor. The the sailor just interrupts yeah. him and goes, Gold! And tosses it on the table. <laughs> I yeah, will give you gold. three dollars yeah, for that gold. Which is, like a fucking shitload of money in 1883. Yeah, three dollars. Three dollars? It's like a week's worth of pay. It's uh, crazy. Data, Data gets his room at the hotel and he walks in wearing the other people's clothes because he has fleeced them so badly that he's I love. Everybody's. I love how he wears the vest. Just over he, his uniform. <laughs> he wears the vest over the uniform. It's great. It's so funny. And he's got the stupid hat on. Yeah, Data gives him uh, a dollar, and the bellboy's like, a fucking whole dollar! Yeah, I thought that this guy was the the kid from uh, The Matrix, uh, Rat, or whatever. Oh yeah, I this that is was way th- too early for that. <laughs> but like, it's not. He just really, looked, he, he. this guy's done like nothing. He's been in like nothing no. else. He His ship did not come in. No, uh, he didn't. He did <laughs> not. Uh, Data writes down a list of stuff he needs and uh, gives it to this kid because the kid's like, I'll do whatever you want if you give me a dollar. Wink, wink. And he's like, all right, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, what do you need all this for? He's like, oh, uh, I am an inventor. Which isn't a lie. It's true. Oh. He's going to invent a phase discriminator. <laughs> 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 like, you can retain the surplus for yourself. You mean keep, keep the, the change? change? <laughs> Yeah, he gives him like a wad, which is like, oh dude, god, damn, it's like Jesus! It's like giving somebody like a hundred thousand dollars today and being like, yeah, yeah. get me, get like me. Like here's a hundred <laughs> Yeah, go find me. Uh, go find me a Lamborghini. <laughs> the uh, the the bellboy leaves, and we see that old gross fucking hobo. I'm being mean. He's not that gross. He's just. Uh, I feel he's, really he's bad a, for he's him gross. in this scene. Like he's like obviously he's dying, he's, like he's super dying. He's obviously like lost his mind, right? He's like, please help me. And I was like, Jesus, the cholera. He's got the cholera. Um, but two well dressed people hold like walk up and they shoot a, a blue beam out of a leather case. <laughs> pew, pew, pew pew pew, and it fucking kills a forty nine er. It turns him like super gray. Like immediately he's like freaking dead. It takes Just his soul. Done. Yeah. And uh that'll become important later when they feed it to the go they feed the ghosts to the butthead aliens, the beehole aliens. (laughs) The hole has gotta eat the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Picard's trying to figure shit out, meanwhile, in in our time. Well, not our time, but you get what I'm fucking saying. The present of the show. We're closer to Yeah. Yeah. And he has the whole uh senior staff in the observation lounge and um He's he's not here. He doesn't want to hear about saving Data. Uh, Riker is mad yeah. though. He's like, "How can you fucking say that? Data is my best friend now. Why would you do this?" Yeah, I've always loved him. He's my son. He's he's. <laughs> we're his two dads. We cannot leave him in the past. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but Picard doesn't really know he's dead yet, right? Yeah. like I mean, because I mean he's not. So but Picard, like they they don't see the head. The head's not there, which doesn't make sense. Like if 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 he was dead, the head the head would be there right now, right? Like how does the head get back into our phase? Universe? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Well, I mean like so the time travel negates the phase. I think is the thing. Cause like he's right, not phased right, out in right. the in the Mark Twain times. No, he's not. But like they don't know. No, they don't know any he, of this shit. He's not in phase. Yeah. So as like a scientist, you're you're like, well, last time he was in phase, out of phase. So it's probable that he is out of phase. They make a right? they make a like, weird. That's how jump I would think in logic and here. I'm like, just trying to. You're right. Yeah, it is a jump. Right. But like they, they make a weird. You ge- have to assume all all things. Uh, sorry, everybody. Our internet connection is not great right now. It's horrible. It's so fucking horrible right now. Like, I hate it. <laughs> um, I, was, I was just going to say, they make a, a huge leap in logic here, though, where they decide that the Davidians are attacking Earth in the 19th century. But Oh, yeah. they Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, but why? Why did they make that assumption? Like I guess th- they sense <laughs> they the have, human souls, but they haven't figured out that they're eating them yet. Yeah, they don't know that yet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Who knows? Guinan calls Picard and is like, Picard, we gotta talk. And uh, he comes down to 10 forward and she's making a drink that sounds really shitty. Because it, it evaporates as soon as you try and drink it. Uh, <laughs> but I guess it is magical. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but basically, she's like, do you remember the first time we met? And he says, yeah. And she says, uh, well, I don't think you do. Yeah, from her point of view, it's different. It's yeah. This is really good. It's, I, lo- it I love this It is really shit. good. And uh, she's like, yeah, don't be so sure. And if you don't go on this away mission, like, captains aren't supposed to go on away missions, but if you don't go on this away mission, we will we'll never meet for the first time. Yeah. And Picard's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I gotta do this. <laughs> um, Data has made like just what looks like Alexander Graham Bell's first fucking telephone, except it shoots a laser around on the inside of it. It's got like a little bit of a blue laser to it, which would be like fucking magic as fuck yeah. to these people. It's why he turns it like, off what immediately. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> when there's a yeah. knock on the door, they'd be like, "You're a damn." You're a goddamn wizard. <laughs> um, the bellboy comes in with an anvil, and uh, Data's gonna That's use right. it for the like high, the like super dense electromagnetic magnetic field core. It's iron, and uh, the bellboy sort of struggles in with it. Data walks over, picks it up with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The bellboy's like, "Holy hell!" and he just goes, "Ugh, my arm!" Ow. Ouch! He just drops and goes, "Ow!" <laughs> it's like, yeah, good acting. It's so good though, because he's like, hey, "What does he care?" He just, I can lift an anvil with one hand. Fuck it. He didn't even think about it that it would give him yeah. away as an android. But yeah, whatever. It wouldn't. I mean, the kid would just think he's super strong for no reason. Yeah, like, he wouldn't know what that was. Like, he would just be like, that guy's fucking crazy strong. <laughs> uh, the bellboy gives him a croissant because he's a Frenchman. Right, because I, I never got that before. Oh, my God. I, I never got that. I've seen this, like, a hundred times. I, Dude, that's fucking great. And uh, he looks at the newspaper and finds out that there is a literary reception for Guinan? (laughs) Guinan's just socializing it up, being a socialite. And in 1893, Guinan is just on Earth being a socialite. Yeah. Just vacationing on Westworld. (laughs) (laughs) Here's where we're introduced to the most important character in Star Trek history. Ah yes, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst Mark Twain impersonator who has ever lived is in this episode. This guy oh, is the guy from uh, from X Files. He's deep throat on X Files. Really? Damn, he is, yeah, he's, he's really, really not good at this. Without his makeup, it, you, you you I'm like, oh, I know that guy. He's in a million things. He's in tons of shit. Jerry Harden is his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not good at being Mark Twain. Um, Lady Gaynor. He, uh, <laughs> he really comes off like a pompous like asshole in this part of the episode. I like hey. I like it cuz I think Mark Twain probably was kind of a dick. Probably. Like he was a know-it-all, right? He was yeah. a little too smart for everybody, I think. I don't really. I'm not like a Mark Twain historian. I don't know. Like Crystal knows a shit ton about Mark Twain, but I don't really. But, well, ask uh, her. Where is she? Uh, she is at the store right now. She just went to the Asian oh, market. And she got me some fucking gyoza. I'm real excited about that. She uh, she went and gyoza... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna abort that one. <laughs> Try again later. <laughs> that was a good idea to hit the fucking. Uh, just go ahead. Eject. and Parachute out of that shit because it was going down. Eject. It's like a like a cobra from G.I. Joe. Eject. <laughs> um, he's he's walking around a room with a cigar, just fucking chewing the scenery, just yeah, and everybody's kind of like ignoring him for the most part yeah everyone's sort of just listening but he's kind of having a conversation with Guinan but sort of at Guinan he's yeah. just being you know using ten dollar words he's just being real sam clemens yeah, talking he, about the <laughs> earth and how like it's a mi- hundred million years old and Guinan's like or maybe it's really like quite a bit older which is great because it is it's like yeah. four billion years old and, and he's, he's like, like he's like maybe it's like maybe maybe <laughs> but, Maybe, but it it's ancient in the extreme, is what he says. Yeah, he 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 does his fucking bit, and like Data comes up, and he's he like forces himself away from the doorman, like just the doorman's like I'm gonna call the police, and he's like that sounds great, I'll wait in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea, yeah. And he just walks in. He's like I gotta talk to Guinan, we're friends, and he's he's like Lady Guinan's got a lot of friends because she's rich. Yeah. He, he just, she's from space, question mark? I guess we'll find out in a second, or fucking Mark Twain will. <laughs> uh, he, co- he comes up and he's like, Guinan, I need to speak with you. And she's like, do I know you? Yeah. And he's like... Yeah, she doesn't know him. He's like, yeah, it's, it's me, Data. Everybody's son, remember? Yeah. Remember Data, the robot from the Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> she's He's like, we were on a ship together. And she's like, what ship? The Clipper ship? What is that? And he's he's like, like, the Enterprise? Yeah, yeah. He's like, it's a starship. <laughs> and she just fucking cuts him off. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Ha, ha my old friend, Data. haha, let's leave. My old friend... Yeah, my old friend, Data. Let's go out on the porch. And, uh... <laughs> It, sh- it like does a close up of Mark Twain like chewing on his cigar and like narrowing his eyes like that lady's a fucking alien and I know it's... He does he does the fry he does the, <laughs> the fry squint and he's like mm, lady guinan eh more like lady alien. <laughs> See that was good. No, it wasn't. That's that was why good. they pay you the big bucks. It's fucking terrible. Um. David she's like who are you she's like what are you and he says oh i'm an android she goes uh-huh and yeah right right she's like oh wow a cool android she's like touching his face oh sorry she's like did my dad send you <laughs> yeah dude right he's like no i'm from the future and we served together on a starship called the enterprise and she's like okay Like, it's nothing to her. She's like, okay, what else? Dude, Guinan's just, like, the most well-adjusted person in the galaxy. (laughs) Like, you can tell her anything, and she's like, yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's the way it goes. It's like, yeah, I I knew your species was long-lived, but I had no idea you visited the 19th century Earth. And then, smoke... Yeah, how did you get here? (laughs) Smoke floats out, and they slow pan over... (gasps) and yes. Mark fucking Twain is standing there and he heard everything why would he understand all that? I don't know but he does I guess he just like kind of piece it together cause he's imaginative he's like I fucking read Jules Verne I know about all this shit he's like I wrote about a Connecticut Yankee and something in Arthur's court that's the that's the book. Heard, that's the one. Was that the one with Tom Sawyer in it? I don't remember the things I write. Um, <laughs> this is this is neither. I mean, this is neither here nor there. But like, uh, I was the other day. Crystal and I started talking about uh, like we were talking about Mark Twain because of this episode. And uh, she was talking about how much better Huckleberry Finn is as a book than Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer agreed; it's but better. Like, t- it's Huckleberry just a better Finn book. is a better book, but I like Tom Sawyer better as a character because he's like he's a little fucking shithead. He like he outsmarts everybody around him. Yeah, Tom Sawyer's a little more cooler. Yeah. Huckleberry Finn's a little more like, uh, like. Just kind of a ding dong, Yeah. right? Like you kind of the the tone of the two books is completely fucking different because like yeah. one's a kids book and the other's like a young adults book, right? So, like, but Sawyer's on the in the in Huckleberry Finn, right? Yeah, or the other way around. Yeah, they're both in both actually. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, they're in both each other's books. Yeah, like um, yeah. And Tom Sawyer like he's tricking people into painting a fence. He gets lost in a cave with a girl he likes, like. Uh, yeah, he fakes yeah. his own death it's a bunch of like wild shenanigans in a town and Huckleberry Finn like their lives are in fucking danger and like real shit yeah. is happening and they go and meet Tom and he's like oh shit let's play a game yeah he's like you wanna goof around cause he doesn't know what's going on right he's just uh, yeah. a dumb kid <laughs> Like, and Huck's like nah I gotta like run away from these like whatever these guys are yeah. I don't even remember I gotta run I... away from these people that want to kill my friend yeah. Jim no fr- yeah. no no nickname given Jim yeah. is his name just Jim just regular old Jim correct uh, <laughs> but like Tom doesn't know that he's still like Tom Sawyer the book Tom he hasn't grown at all but Huckleberry Finn has like had this trans- transformative fucking experience he's like grown yeah. up he's seen like shit right yeah. like America He's for what it the is the dark side the dark face of america and tom's like hey you want to paint my fence uh, <laughs> i'm gonna pull a prank on aunt polly or whatever the fuck and <laughs> sally i don't fucking remember. you were right it was polly it's polly okay yeah uh, i haven't read that book in fucking 25 years dude I, I love tom sawyer just fucking falls ass backwards into all this great shit happening to him because he's a little dickhead i love it yeah yeah um Anyway. He's a scoundrel. That fits into this podcast because Mark Twain is, he does go to the future, so it's all fine. Spoilers. It works. (laughs) Spoilers. Shit. We blow Um, it. Back in the future present, uh, Data, Worf, Crusher, Riker, and Troy are on Davidia 2, and they're setting up all this equipment. Picard beams in, and they're all like, what the fuck? What's he doing here? This is a bad idea. <laughs> and Worf's like, uh, "You shouldn't be here." I'm, and if you are gonna stay here, I should be by your side. Picard fucking orders him to beam <laughs> up. It's a great. There's like He's another, like, another of comedic timing. So another like great comedic timing. Worf like is like Worf to Enterprise. They're like, "Yeah," and he goes, ah, "Beam me up." <laughs> <laughs> He got to go home for the day, though, so, like, fuck it, right? He had to go home to it's be good, with though, his son like, that he hates, so, I mean. <laughs> I was going to go to San Francisco, but now I guess we could go to stupid Westworld. <laughs> Yay! Fuck, I spent every day of my life in this stupid holodeck. <laughs> I hate this. This is hell. Uh, they turn on the uh, distortion field, and they get it to .004, which is apparently super fucking tough. Sure. And, uh, the beehole aliens show up. And they're glowy. And they're like, why are they so glowy? Oh, I guess we're not completely in sync with them. They can't see us. Let's tone down the tent. Yeah. And, uh, and the, uh, they they notice that they're, like, shoving a fucking jug full of human souls into the feeder in the middle, and they're all hamster-feeding off of it, around. Yeah, uh, the, like that bottle that the hamsters drink out of. Yeah, and Troy's like, oh my god, they all died in terror. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she knows the ghosts, they're talking to her. <laughs> that sounds scary as fuck, Troy. She's like, it is. <laughs> Trust me. And, uh they uh two davidians with the snake show up and uh they open up a portal and picard just fucking goes through it he doesn't yeah, even this, is this is crazy this is crazy like not you're procedure. out of your mind <laughs> yeah like you're fucking you don't know where the fuck that's going you have no idea why they could be going to different times and like you're fucked like you're screwed. Yeah, if they're not going <laughs> right? back to like, where data is, like, how the fuck do you know yeah, that? What, you know, what's the point? Yeah, but exactly. Picard's like, no study, no test. Let's go. We're going through the portal. Well, he has Guinan and he believes her, so I guess that it's all he needs is Guinan's word. It's true. He does trust Guinan quite a lot, and we don't really he ever loves learn why. He he like loves Guinan. Yeah. Do you think they fuck? I mean, maybe. I mean, I have written stories where they fuck. <laughs> uh, let's take another break. Uh, while I write my own story about that. Um, oh yeah, called a Connecticut boner and King Boner's boner. <laughs> God, that's why they pay you the big bucks, Josh. Thank you. I'm I'm actually feeding him the answers. It's me, Samuel Clemens. Oh shit. He's on the podcast, everybody. I'm we'll talk the... to him. After these I replaced messages. I Josh, just like on that other show. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> All right, right after these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, <laughs> we'll be right back. On the next exciting episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. It seems clear that my life is to end in the late 19th century. Data faces a shocking fate. We've lost him. And embarks on a mission of no return. I'm not willing to accept that he's dead and just leave it at that. Now to bring him back alive. My god. The crew must cross a chilling gateway into terror. Data! Next time on Star Trek the Next Generation Back to the show. Welcome back everybody. We're back. Oh, Josh is back. I thought Mark Twain was on this episode. Oh, I mean, it's me. I'm here. Don't worry. <laughs> Mark Twain sounds suspiciously similar to Reese's The Wise, I'm noticing. I don't know who that is. <laughs> is he a character from one of my novels? Yeah, he was in Huckleberry Finn. Um, oh, I haven't written it yet. <laughs> oh shit! I gave him the idea. Who who actually wrote it? Predestination paradox. <laughs> What'd you think about this episode, Josh? Uh, I like this. I like this one. I like both of them. We're gonna do part two next week. But uh, I it's okay. Like it's it's not like it's time travel, so I automatically am gonna like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's super fun. Uh. It's not as good as like some of the other, like cliffhangery end of the season episodes, but I think it's cool. I like I like that there's Mark Twain. I think it's stupid, <laughs> but it makes perfect sense. Like it's weird as fuck that Mark Twain is in Star Trek, but whatever. Like uh, okay, um, it, I, I don't know. I, I think it's cool. I'm just thinking about this for the first time that uh, you would have to have Mark Twain in this episode in a weird way. Because right. if, some, if literally anyone else overheard the conversation between Data and Guinan, you'd be like, so what? It's one guy. Who's going to believe him? But right. A celebrity, like one of the most famous people in America who has the ability to right. tell everyone in America, heard. Like a, a, an iconic human being, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, and it has to be... The- period it has to make sense right so they had to like pick somebody and it's like everybody knows who fucking mark twain is it like it would have been difficult to have anybody else because like who's the president in 1894 is it 94 is it 83 what year does this take place i think it's 80 something i forgot could be grant Uh, yeah 18 could be it's 1893 according to the newspaper Oh, 93? It's Grover Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Your you're like, uh, audience outside of America might be like, who the fuck is Grover Cleveland? <laughs> I almost put who was president in 1993. Oh, I think that was Mr. Saxman himself, Bill Clinton. I was right. I was half right. It, Benjamin Harrison, then Grover Cleveland. There you go. It's an election year. Um, yeah, it, no one would have known fucking Benjamin Harrison. Like, you would have just had to have been like, it's the president, like, every five seconds. Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> you'd have to wear, like, a president sash, like, fucking ben, like Bender. <laughs> Has a top hat and a That'd monocle. He's, a, he's basically the Monopoly man. They could have got the yeah, Monopoly the man. Mon- it- the monopoly man hadn't been invented yet i think no no yeah this is way too he was depression the depression. yeah you're right that's true the first depression not the one we're currently living <laughs> uh this is the third depression i think cuz we definitely yeah, yeah, had a depression during yeah. uh bush as well that was uh, the great recession the recession which cuz we can't wait, call which, it a depression it scares too many of the of the boomers yeah do you remember when our, our we had to deal with this when we were little yeah. <laughs> we did it again. We did it this time. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I love it. This love episode it. is <laughs> a great. good episode. It has a really great premise that uh, this episode doesn't do a ton with. It's all set up. This is like a setup episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... It's like, like you said, it's setting up the the chessboard right for the next episode, where like a lot more like silly, goofy things tend to happen next time. Like, there's all kinds of crazy, like slap sticky, not slap, but like like goofy ass fucking shit going on. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're like actors. Th- like a, like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> <what> the fuck. <laughs> It's like a wild, like, Scooby-Doo-esque chase scene where Mark Twain yeah. is trying to find, like, get dirt on Data to prove that he's a robot. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, wearing a fake mustache. On top of his real mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's just another it's just another white mustache. And it's like, that's not doing anything. Nobody will know. <laughs> it's a perfect disguise. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I say that your impression is very similar to Reese's the Wise, but it is also extremely similar to this guy playing Mark Twain. It's, so it's, it's, like the, chick, it's the chicken or the egg. Like which one was first? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I have no idea. <laughs> probably uh, this. I probably it's probably like got in my brain when I was a kid because I remember watching this when I was little and being like, what the fuck? What like, is Mark happening? Twain? What the fuck is Mark Twain doing in Star Trek? Because <laughs> it makes more sense than like the crew of the TOS Enterprise meeting Abraham Lincoln in space. So yeah, it's a little better than that. Like so, it, it's kind of like that in in the same vein. But like that's just crazy sci-fi, right? That's just like b- bonkers-ass Star Trek shit. This kind of makes sense, I guess. Like this is bonkers, but. At least, it, it's, at least they're in a, the time period where it makes sense for this to it's be set, happening. It's set up too. Like there's like X, then Y, then Z happens, and it's not like Abraham Lincoln's here. Check it out. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln saying the n-word on TV. Yeah, like that. That's crazy. Like where did we go? Where? Were, how did we get here? <laughs> uh, it's it's a strange cliffhanger. It's it's not like yeah. Best of Both Worlds, I'll tell you that no, much. No, it's not as good as, I mean, nothing, like that's got to, that's like all time, right? Yeah. So it's hard, it's hard to, like they were just like phoning it in. They're like, we're just going to do this and then we'll come back next year. <laughs> yeah. The Best of Both Worlds is the cliffhanger that inspired television cliffhangers to yeah. happen. Yeah, So you can't really compare it to that. But. It's like, it's like the greatest of all time. I can't remember too many others because it overshadows them so bad. Who shot Jr. was one sort well, of. I mean, Star Trek ones, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he was in Star Jr. Uh, yeah, Jr. was in Star Trek. He wakes up in the shower and he's uh, got a Star Trek uniform. <laughs> did you? I found... somebody found out the other day. Like, I follow a lot of comic book artists, and like one of my favorite comics of the last few years is uh, the standalone Mister Miracle comic series that they did. Because it's like super, uh, like, esoteric and weird, and you have to, like, yeah. read it multiple times to get what the fuck's happening. Yeah. But it's also very funny. And I followed the artist who drew it, Mitch Jared's, and uh, somebody finally realized after two years of it coming out that that scene of the woman waking up and finding JR in the shower is, uh, yeah. like, shot for shot redone in the Mr. Miracle comic. Yeah, that's fun. Which, I love I love shit like that. Which and like the artist just like, I can't believe it took people this long to figure that out. People, since people don't know, like I mean, you and I are even. We're barely at the right age for that. Like yeah, I mean, I'm true. a little older than you, and I'm not even old enough for that shit. I just know it from references, right? Like I never, I don't remember it. Yeah, pretty much. That's all I know it from as well. I don't. I think it was like '84. I think I was like one when that happened. It might have been even like '82. I I'm not even alive yet when that happened. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, of course I don't remember when it happened because I wasn't alive. But still, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up. Uh, this is no sh- "Who Shot Jr." reveal. I'll tell you that. Eight a- eighty. It happened in eighty. Jesus. I wasn't even fucking alive yet. Was it even a glint in your daddy's eye? Nope. I wasn't even. I was. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't no. even a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. How long does sperm last anyway? It's like not even that long. A couple days. I mean, for me, like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) You're just emptying them out every day. Yeah. You got to keep the factory productive. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's happening inside your balls, listeners, all the time. Or your ovaries. Or your female balls. (laughs) Yeah, your inside balls, (laughs) your lady balls. It's wild that that's pretty much all the that separates like uh, men and like male and female is like whether your shit went in or it dropped out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's all the same shit, right? It's all the same like. Yeah, it's all. It's made out of the same shit. Yeah, it's just like your cells. One day are just like this is gonna be like this now, and then switches on. I think it's, it's, we were all female and then we switched to male, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Yeah. Male is uh there, there was that whole, like, uh, there, there was like a, a feminist chant in like the yeah, 70s I remember. where they, like, I shit on people with, like, being male is an aberration. Yeah, yeah. Women should be ruling the nation or something. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> everything had to fucking rhyme. But uh, <laughs> if that's not what they said, I just made up a fucking dope rhyme. That yeah, you, everybody just, you be killed using. it. They're gonna make signs of this. God, I hope so. They can <laughs> point them at me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The um, uh, the the stakes are high for the for the viewer, I guess. They're not high in the universe, like they, not really. The stakes are sort of more like what's going to happen. Like it's it's not like it's not like oh god, data's dead. Like he's not, you know, he's not. So yeah, like, like how is he cares? gonna die? Is he gonna make it back? Did yeah. Brent Spiner renew his his contract? What's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is Samuel Clemens gonna join the crew? At this point in time, like I was, I don't know if this is a little too late for this or not. Like. I was watching, uh, like, Me TV the other day. Just like, I had it on in the background while I was doing something else. And um, the Andy Griffith show ended, and it started playing uh, Green Acres. Oh god, fuck that show! And I looked up Green Acres because I was like, "What the fuck is the deal with this show? Like, what is what is the joke, dude? Yeah, dude, my grandmother used to watch it, and I hate it. I, I, hate I look it. it up, it's a and saw immediately that it was a spinoff of Petticoat Junction, and I was like, "What the fuck is that? Yeah. what is what are these shows? Yeah, you, you fell into a like a hillbilly hole, dude. yeah. I guess well, fucking, it's where I lived. <laughs> you <laughs> fell into it. The uh... And the article told me that, like, almost everyone on this Petticoat Petticoat Junction show had been replaced at some point during the production of the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, like season... 2, they replaced an actress, and then season 5, they replaced that actress with another actress. (laughs) They're just like, yeah, it didn't matter, dude. Like, people just didn't give a fuck. Like, the two Darens? Who gives a fuck? It's Darren. Same guy. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't care. They didn't. Would they they have have done that with Data? Would they have, like, fucking Brent Spiner quits? Would they have just been like, oh, Data gets his face replaced, and now he's this guy? I don't think so. I mean, I think, like, I think they were told, right, like, like 7 seasons, right? That's that long. Like that's the Star Trek thing, 7 seasons. Yeah. I think well, that wasn't told. the Star Trek thing at the time. The Star Trek thing was to be on two good seasons and a bad season and get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> right? I I think they they were like 7 is like a good number. It seems to be a good number for Star Trek. It's it seems you could probably do 6. <laughs> You could probably do five, maybe. It it does Uh, seem to end up at seven a lot, though. It always is seven, I think. That's when they they run out of steam. When you get to the seventh season. Voyager should have been two. (laughs) Yeah, probably. You could probably get two good seasons out of all the episodes of Voyager. And Enterprise should have been seven. I should have gone seven. Yeah. Enterprise should have at least been five. Like, it had gotten so good at the end of four people i remember this was one of the earliest petitions of like internet shit that i remember for a show it got canceled like i'm mean, that and like firefly obviously was huge yeah. people were like bring it back but that, that, enterprise people were like that was definitely like the beginning pissed. of the like, yeah. petition era but no one cared who made things at that point yeah, so no, they were like fuck it. yeah well, there's no social media, so people are not, like, screaming, you know, yeah. like, going fucking crazy about it. Pe- people, now like, it's like, people petitioned for there to be a Captain Pike series, and now there is one. That's the power I know, of I social saw media. I, I don't... Why How are we doing that? <laughs> Honestly, like, if I had to choose <laughs> a series for them to do instead of Discovery, it would be a Captain Pike and, series. Yeah. But they're doing it in addition yeah I don't ugh, like, man I, like, I watching this feels... se- watching season two of discovery, like I really, really liked Pike. I didn't care, I don't yeah. care for whatever Ethan Peck as uh Spock. I don't think he's very good. Yeah, he's a bad Spock, I think, but uh, I've seen him as Spock. Uh, Rebecca Romaine played number one and she was a really fun character. That's fun. she's <laughs> she's like. How old is she? She's gotta be like fifty. She does not look fifty. I'll tell you that. No, case. she does. She's a model. She's yeah. a supermodel. <laughs> she looks better than I do at thirty-three. So, <laughs> she's yeah, yeah. Um, she yeah. plays number. So she's in the new series as well. Like she's not just a guest star. She's like the secondary character. Man. And I got, that's cool. I got I got like a little glimmer of hope about this one, right? Because they were like, we're going to make it like a hopeful series in the vein of like TNG. Yeah, yeah. And, that, uh, that's good. I looked at the article finally after like I reposted it. I read the whole article instead of just like the oh, first no. part. And it said oh, no. uh, executive producer and head writer Alex Kurtzman. How does this guy have time to do all this shit? Like he, and I was like, like all this right, this is exactly is be garbage. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you can't show right for three shows. That's no. fucking stupid. It's dumb. It, it's, I don't you want it to. You can't even show right for one show. I don't, I don't want it to be bad either. I, but I, like, I really Alan like Skirtsman. whatever his name is, <laughs> Anson Mount as uh, Pike. He's the best yeah. guy who ever played Pike, and he's like the fourth dude to do it. He, yeah. He makes Pike into an extremely likable character who you're rooting for. Yeah. Uh, one in a million in the Discovery casts, and there's only like 20 people in that cast. It used to be not hard to cast shows. I mean, not not that it wasn't hard, but it used to be like people would hit <laughs> you know, like they would, they would hit on the right actor. Yeah, like a lot, like like half the time at least. I, I right? don't think it's the actor's faults, because I mean, you have like Doug Jones in that show who plays like all these great characters yeah. and shit. Like he was Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies, and he was yeah, great. Doug, yeah, Doug Jones is great. Yeah, and like yeah, his, the, the lady who his, his plays character sucks. The lady who plays Michael Burnham is like a really fun, energetic person in real life, who's like right. She's playing a Vulcan. Yeah, she's playing an asshole. <laughs> yeah, she's just, a, she just sucks, yeah. It's, it's not that they didn't get good actors. It's got, they got bad fucking scripts and ideas. They, I mean, yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I agree with you. I, I think also, like, well, like you said though, like, I don't think Michael Burnham, like, she should be playing something different. Yeah. Like, if they wanted, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, she's not. The problem is, she's not Spock, right? Like no. nobody's Spock. Nobody's fucking Leonard Nimoy. No. So, as, like, as we've seen from everyone who's tried to play Spock, no one is Leonard he, Nimoy. No one is Leonard fucking Nimoy. Like, quit, quit it. Knock it off. Stop doing that. You're not gonna do it. It's just you're gonna fail. It's like having Captain Kirk. Like, you're not gonna do it. Not gonna happen. <laughs> no, I mean you can't. You can do an impression of Shatner, but you cannot play Kirk like you played them. You can't play Kirk, exactly. And if you do, you're playing a pastiche of Kirk, like how uh, Chris Pine did. Like when he does finger guns, and you're like, oh, that's like a Kirk thing. Yeah, like he definitely did that all the time. (laughs) Uh, Remember finger guns? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Uh, so I guess, I hate that there's still a glimmer of hope in me for, it's called Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And there's, there's a glimmer of hope in me. I hate to say it, but. I'm fucking dead inside from all these new bullshits. Like, I, I can't, I, I don't care. I will never just, watch Picard. I will never watch it. I mean, you're not missing I'm never anything. gonna watch it. <laughs> like there's, yeah, like I've said, I said, there's I, some parts I'm about Picard that I like, but overall I would not recommend it. I'm I'm going to pretend that Rich Masters Picard was the real one. It's the better one. And that's before. what I'm going to pretend. Yeah. I'm I'm forever sad about so many things that happened in Picard. Uh, I don't know if I I feel like I liked Picard better than Discovery season 1 because at least there was levity in Picard. At least there was something that actually made me laugh once or twice. Uh, yeah. Discovery season 1 is rough. It's like yes. rough. It's uh, like all over the place and you're like oh, what? Yeah. The tonally it's it's like really trying to be like this dead serious like uh, fucking like the stakes are so high, the universe is hanging in the balance shit but like Right, but it's the prequel th- problem. Like, yeah. we know it's not. We know like, everything's they, gonna they always, be fine. Like <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. It's, you can't, it's stupid. It's fucking dumb. The, the thing is, there's literally no reason for Discovery to be a prequel. There's nothing in it that necessitates a prequel besides Michael Burnham being raised by Sarek. Which is That's completely fine. unnecessary. They, it's a gateway to get all these characters. It's a gateway to use the property, Right. Get Captain fucking they, Pike in here, you know. If, if they would have ignored uh, Star Trek two thousand nine, if they would have just ignored that, like that Spock does not blow up Romulus, in our... Right. well, he didn't blow it up. He tried to save it, but he that didn't happen in the prime universe. Fuck it, it doesn't matter. Right, just ignore it. You could have just had Michael Burnham be raised by Spock. Like I wouldn't have cared about yeah. that. Like, yeah, just make it a sequel series. That would have you know? been better. And then have Michael Burnham be Spock's adopted daughter. Whatever. Right. Your protege or something. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like whatever. It's it's already better because you thought about it for two seconds, which is the problem with all this shit. It's it, nobody's it, cares. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, if the sequ- if it was a sequel series, it doesn't if it sucks, it's taint doesn't extend outwards into things that we already love. Right. It's right. And then, now the suck has to like be in the universe. It's like, why is it like, I don't get it, man. That, I don't know. I don't know that's why. That's the one thing I liked about the JJ verse. It's its own universe. So it doesn't taint the real one, even though it's, it's tainted the real one because of Kurtzman. And that all that is because of Kurtz. Like Kurtzman's because of all that. Because he worked it's on true. that shit, Kurtzman is saint. Like, he's like the like how Abrams wants to be like fucking uh, Steven Spielberg. Kurtzman wants to be like Gene Roddenberry, but they're not. They're not even fucking close. They're not even in no. the same fucking universe as those guys. Like no, not those guys even are close. like titans of creative genius. Like fucking steven spielberg i think we talked about this before like he's made like fucking five movies that are like incredibly iconic like like forever movies like in the top 20 of movies oh yeah you know he was fucking batting a thousand for a while like every movie he made was like a masterpiece that everyone loved raiders of the lost ark every scene is iconic every fucking scene in that movie you know it you know what it is because it's so uh, important and memorable that's not J.J. That Abrams. So much. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Has J.J. Abrams done anything of his own? Oh, it's, it's Super 8, which is like, kind of like uh, Close Encounters, <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Mm. Everything's like was a... Cloverfield like a, him? Yeah, he was Cloverfield. Oh, uh, so I guess he's got his Cloverfield series that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, there's that. There's that. Lost, (laughs) which ends is an original IP, (laughs) but it ends so good. It's so good at the end
1: when everyone knew that it was
0: they were dead, and then and then they were, but they were like, they're not. Oh, you just lied. Okay, cool. Never mind. I'll never watch anything you do, JJ. Except I'll watch everything. If (laughs) (laughs) hatefully. If somebody, like, guesses your ending, it doesn't mean that you wrote poorly. It means right. that you wrote well enough that they can, like, right. extrapolate from there. Right. Just don't say anything. Just shut your stupid fucking mouth. But he can't. He can't. He's got to like, be like, no. Like, when I no. was... Uh, this is nowhere near the same level. But when I was writing and drawing Inksberg, which I really want to get back to soon, uh... People were, like, hardcore trying to figure out who the cat burglar was. Right, right, right. And uh, some people were guessing right. And I was like, right. good. They're picking up my hints. That's good. It's what I want. Yeah, part, part of the game is to, to guess, right? And, like, yeah. we would have never known if they would have been dead, if he would have just said they, they nothing. If he would have just said nothing. Yeah. Just Don't nothing. respond to that question. <laughs> just be like, oh, you'll have to watch and find yeah. out. You have to watch. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what I did when people were like, "Is it? Is it this guy?" And they got it right, and I was like, "Oh, you have to keep reading to find out." Find out. Yeah, exactly. That's that's part of the ride. That's the fun. Oh, is is uh, uh, what's his name? Khan? No. Oh, he's Khan though. (laughs) Why? Why would you say that? Don't lie. (laughs) Why would you? (laughs) It's so dumb. It's so fucking stupid. Dude, I was, I was so fucking stupid before that movie came out because they were, like, a friend of mine was like, I think it's going to be Khan. Yeah. And I was like, you think they're, like, in this day and age going to hire, like, a white guy to play, like, an oh, Indian man? Yeah, yeah. Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this day and age? And, I mean, like, I thought he was going to be the guy from uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before, the dude who gets, like, the silver eyes and has superpowers. Uh right, right. I thought that was gonna be like the movie verse version of him because of they him, just yeah. did like how Kirk gets on the ship. Like you got to do like the next story, right? Right. Yeah. But that um, would be again. That'd be too. You're thinking too smart here. I, I'm thinking like I've seen Star Trek before, but <laughs> yeah. They have, so they're like, remember Khan yeah. because of the Khan. That's the thing. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I said it at Game I was still working at Game Vision, and when they announced it. That uh, he was gonna be uh, in it as whoever, I was like he's con, and Luke was like no he's not, they said he's not. And I was like I was like he's con. I was like I'm I'll bet you fifty dollars he's con. I wish. I and then he was con. Smart. I was like, it was like fucking money bitch. I wish I would have been that smart. Like I, I, it was inconceivable to me that like Star Trek is the like the woke franchise before there was fucking woke, right? Like all the way back to right. the sixties. Right, but and there were is like J. J. Abrams we're just gonna hire a white guy to play an Indian man. Yep, that's J.J. Abrams. He doesn't care. He's okay, he doesn't give a fuck. He's whatever he wants. They're just like, J.J., dude, save our franchise. They (laughs) they didn't even fucking hire, like, a Hispanic guy to play uh, an Indian man like they did the first time. They hired a white guy to do it. Well, he... Well, what's his name? Uh, Cumberbatch. He was hot as fuck, right? Like, he was, like, on fire. He was uh, Sherlock. Like, Sherlock Sherlock. had gotten huge. Like, the first season of Sherlock is good. I like that show. Yeah. Uh, It's one of those shows that goes so completely fucking off the reels in its second season trying to outdo itself that it's like a cartoon at that point. It's it's like that British shit where they, like, can't keep it together for more than, like, a season. (laughs) They just can't. They can't. It's like usually they could do multiple seasons because their seasons are like four episodes long, right? You can tell like, like a short story with Sherlock. They they really went off the fucking deep end with that show. Yeah, he becomes like crazy, addicted to drugs, right? Like which like I know Sherlock Holmes is, but yeah, they it's, it's like, like it's a weird anti PSA for drugs because he's like he's like I need the drugs to function, and it turns out he does, right? So. <laughs> it's stupid cause like in Sherlock Holmes like he just does the drugs and he's just like yeah I'm just a genius and I do drugs <laughs> at the time like he was doing like laudanum and shit yeah like, which was like over the counter which was fucking heroin but yeah. yeah but he but he was just like I'm just a yeah I'm fucking Watson, genius it was like, like fuck it you it was <clears throat> like if you smoked now is how people looked at it then right. like they're just are right. killing yourself you know you should probably stop you should, you should stop yeah but uh it's not like if somebody did Anyway, Star Trek. Travel. Uh yeah. Well, yeah. Benedict's yeah. cucumbers is in Star Trek sorta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always wind up back here, but it's cathartic for us, I think. I don't have a problem with with Benedict's uh, no, I like Cumber him. Cumberbatch, I like him. I like. Fine. I really like. I like him in. Sherlock, I really like him as Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's really good as Doctor Strange. I just. I think he's great, man. Do not like him as Khan because that movie's garbage. But he's not. <laughs> he's he's not Khan. He's. he's uh, but he is. But he's not. Also, we're on Chronos now. Wait, no, now we're back. Wait, where are we? <laughs> section thirty-one is a giant building in the middle of the city. It's 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 in London. It's just a building. It in It says London. Section thirty-one on it. Um. <laughs> no, it says not Section Thirty One. Oh, no, they'll never throw know. them off. It's, yeah, or maybe it does say it, but it isn't Section Thirty One. But there's another building that is. <laughs> this is the kind of shit that is in these movies. Like I'm not. This is the kind of shit that they write. It's fucking stupid. Um, Mark Twain is not in that movie though. So it's garbage. No, no, I am not. <laughs> I am not in it. Um, Let me try my con con. <laughs> <laughs> so I I do have some weird little hope in my heart for strange new worlds. It's I'm like the fucking like puppy that like gets kicked and I keep coming back. Like maybe they'll hit yeah. me this time. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty checked out when it comes to these new ones. I mean, I, like I can't really watch them because I don't. I'm not fucking paying for CBS like. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm the not. Only, I'm the not only reason do that. I watch Picard is because they gave a free trial, so you could watch Picard. That's it. Yeah, I didn't even do it because I was like, I don't even care. I was like, I don't even have time to do this. Fill out this stupid thing. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Man. <laughs> and I just like closed my laptop, and I was like, we're good. <laughs> that reminds me. i Rich Masters. This is also it. neither here nor there, but fucking yesterday, I was gonna order KFC through their website. And yeah, uh, I yeah, had to yeah. sign up for their fucking website, and yeah, so I, I I did it. And their delivery system was down, and I was like, "Fucking oh, shit, yeah. I'm gonna get Popeyes." Yeah. And Popeyes was Ooh. like, "You have to download our app." And I was like, Ugh. "Fucking okay, download the app for that's free delivery some chicken." And like, and it's like you have to sign up to get delivery. And like, I got halfway through that process and was like, "Fuck it, I'm eating pizza rolls." Like, yep. Yep, fuck it. It's not worth it. I cannot be writing my address time. this many fucking times to get some chicken. This is insane. What's your What's your password for getting chicken? It's like, dude, yeah, what's, like the fuck on. I don't remember my chicken on. password. I'm sorry. Yeah, what's my Popeye's password? Jesus. <laughs> you better have a different password for Popeye's and KFC or people are going to get all your chicken codes. <laughs> Steal your chicken. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... I can't keep track of all these chicken passwords. Chicken lover 69. Chicken lover 420. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of them, damn it. <laughs> it's it's uh, one or the other. We uh, covered Time Zero Part 1 this time. Uh, this is our f- second two-parter that we've ever done. Yeah, ever done, yeah. Uh, it's always... It was a season finale last time as well. Um, it always is. <laughs> 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 so next time we come back in two weeks we're gonna be talking about Times Arrow Part Two. So if you haven't watched that yet, you definitely should before you come back to that episode. Yeah, um, then we gotta pick a new uh collection. Yeah, um by the time this episode comes out, uh we will probably already have another collection picked. I imagine now who's I'm Times Arrowing. I'm Times Arrowing into the future. Uh but maybe oh, not shit. if if you uh, actually, we won't have another collection pick by the time this episode comes out. It'll be time to vote on which collection people put forth we should choose. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be part of that deciding what this show is going to be about for the next four to five episodes, you should head to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast, where for as little as a dollar, you can be involved in the process of democracy. Pay your way to citizenship today. <laughs> <laughs> Service guarantees citizenship. <laughs> uh, not only do you get uh, the ability to have citizenship in our great nation of Trek Boylandia, uh, but mm-hmm. you also get access to a Discord full of some really dope people who will love to talk about Star Trek or literally anything with you at any hour of the night as well. Even Stargate. I don't think anyone has ever talked about Stargate, but you could be the first. I find that hard to believe, but... Uh, I'm not there all the time. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not there super often, actually. I'm so. not their mom. I don't know. <laughs> you can become a part of that community, and uh, that community also gets to take part in things like the trivia nights we've done a couple of so far. And yeah. they've been fun as hell. And uh, the second one, somebody won. Like, two people won, like, uh, one of them won, like, 15 games, and the other one won, like, 30 games. Yeah, it was a lot of games. Like, video games crazy. for Steam. Like, uh, big shout-out to uh, Groundman, my friend Eric, for putting forth all those games that he just had Thanks, from Ground Humble Man. Bundles. Um, Groundman. Thank you for that, Groundman uh thank i want to while we're doing shout outs i'd like to thank uh some of our patrons that i uh maybe didn't thank last time i'd like to thank uh jason like to thank uh the salty snail queen i love that name uh as always like to thank rich masters because he's fucking great um Rich the, the he's a better author than me, Samuel Clemens. Oh, <laughs> shit. We finally learned the truth. You heard it here. Uh, and other other patrons. Eventually, I'll keep a list that I could say on this show, but for now. Oh, yeah, also, Jive Turkey. Thank you, Jive Turkey. Jive Turkey. Uh, I'm going to have to keep a list and s- show who I've already said thank you to, because I feel like I doubled up a couple times. Um, You know what? You can also follow us on Twitter. It's at Podcast, uh-huh. and uh, I think the MClass Twitter's been a little bit more active lately. We've been using them more. Yeah, we, you, you've been posting a lot of stuff. I've been talking to you through it. <laughs> <laughs> As is the way. Uh, so definitely follow that Twitter, and uh, for sure, send us an email for our other show, uh, MClassEmail at gmail.com, uh, where we can discuss whatever, whatever you want, baby. Whatever. Whatevs. Whatever you feel like, baby. Whatever. You can have whatever you want. We can talk about whatever. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to Josh for weathering this terrible internet connection that we have to do this show with me. It's, it's gotten better at the end, which is fucking typical, it's, right? Well, we still got to do email. Hopefully, you will stick through that. Um, true, true. Thank you again to all of our patrons who really make this show what it is and make it worthwhile to keep doing because otherwise we would just fucking die of starvation, I guess. Yep. I would just be like a corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Then we could do our great podcast, Bone Party, (laughs) which is a pornography podcast uh, for skeletons. Yeah, it's skeleton porn. So it's like, is it even really porn? It's I don't know. A lot of clacking, like <laughs> bones, to, like hip bones together. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hot though. It once is. you get, once you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> once you get used to the like marimba rattling <laughs> <laughs> sounds, It's real hot. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of M Podcast. Oh, bye-bye. Bye bye. I'm mentally ill.